0: Log Talk Radio. Going on today, but glad to see that we were able to connect, and hopefully we're able to be heard by our listeners, because Blog Talk Radio seems to be having some problems. So, we are here, and we have a caller, so let's bring on Area Code 310. Hi. Hello. Hi. You're on the air,
1: 310. Yes. Hi, um, my name is Susan, and I'm calling from Oklahoma. Oh, hi, Susan. Hi.
0: Okay, this is weird because you're the teach. Are you the teacher?
1: Well, I work in education,
0: yes. Yeah, you work in education. You had a brother that sold your home or it got yeah. bought you a house. Yeah. Cause what's yeah. funny about this is on the previous show, a woman called, and I thought that it was her, it was you, <laughs> but she was from Nebraska. <laughs> I got mixed up about the state. but it's interesting. You would call the same week that I get that confused. Oh, wow. So you with else. <laughs> yeah. So here you are. Yes. Okay. So can I'm still here. You're still in Oklahoma. Okay. Let's get your birthday. Yeah. Okay. six fifteen, sixty
1: five.
0: Okay. And so what's going on? Why? What's,
1: what's um, happening? I'm just calling in regards to work because um, I took a, a position which was an upgrade for me um, in terms of professionalism. And um, I'm not really sure if it's where I need to be. I, I There's another opportunity that has come up, and I'm just kind of curious if I should go ahead and reach out for that opportunity or if I should just it still and allow this um, position to maybe unfold more. I don't know. So
0: you're currently in a job. You did take the job yes. that was offered to you. And is it like an administrative position? Okay. Um, okay. And the other, is the other, um, is the other a similar position or are you, it would be a different sort of. role?
1: Yeah. Okay. It's, still administrative but it would be not at I'm at the state level right now it would be at the district level
0: oh, okay so you're you're pretty high up in education yeah, yeah. so wow so you're a state administrator of education? I
1: work as a as a program specialist for the state okay
0: yes. but, but still that's I mean you're in a higher echelon of yes um, program administrator So this would be going back to district level, and is there a a pay cut, or would it be similar pay? Similar pay. pretty lateral. Mm -hmm. Similar pay. So, I mean, oh, wow. I don't know, Neil, what do you think? So she's going from a
2: state level to a district level. She'd
0: be going to a state level to a district level. She's unsure about how this position is going to pan out. It sounds like you're not sure if you like it that much at the job that you're at and may be happier at this district level position.
1: Yes, yes.
2: Well, Susan, you know, since you're in education, you might easily comprehend this. We have to kind of look at the cycles of your life. Your master number is six. So that means your life goes every six years, there's changes, three-year increments. Um, and so uh, considering that, one, if we look at your your life graph, if you will, like your educational life graph, at 33 right. years old, you could have had a change in life.
0: So, yeah, what was that?
2: Yeah. I moved to California when I was 33. So you moved to
1: California when you were 33.
2: uh which which um, which really helps you to validate our premise about numerology. You're right. Determining that by your energy now by your life code. Now we look at that. You move to California. What pro- see right. now that's a move. So we look at that move in relation to the move in in your occupation. So we're looking at this right. in a collateral way. Would you? What do you have a master's in education or what? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so then what prompted your move to California?
1: Um, I just really needed a change, a desperate change. And so okay. um and I stayed there for twenty years. So it wasn't was like, the, you know, let me just be impulsive and move and just come back. I stayed.
0: <laughs> was was, this, was the change I mean, did you have a job I obviously you had to have a job change if you moved, but was the change in the move did you move first and then get a job, or did you yes. get a job
2: first and then move to the first? I
1: planned to move. I planned to move and then found a job.
2: Okay. Okay. So when did you start an education?
1: Um. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, 1990.
2: So you were 25? Yes. Okay. So here's the thing about it. your Your math number no is six by way of 33. 33 is not yes. divisible by six, but it is in the midterm of six. 30 and 36 would be a multiple of six. 33 is not, but it's still your karmic number. So your life goes okay. in increments of three and six. When you were roughly 25, you had essentially passed over the, the 24th year, which would have been six times four. So we're getting right. to that. So now that you are talking about we jump forward into this category, because we don't have a lot of time to go into details, uh, how long have you been at this current job?
1: I've only been at this current okay. job since October.
2: So you've only, you've only been there seven months? Yes. Okay. So when we get into the idea of seven, here's what we do. We look at your first two numbers, six and one. There's a seven in there. So you going here for seven months has something to do with a karmic uh, reasoning that you had to do something there within that seven months to serve karma. What do you think you accomplished there? Um,
1: I was able, I think, primarily able to identify certain people that weren't getting their needs met. And I helped them to feel better.
2: Okay. So So I did recognize
1: that piece. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. It wasn't anything really to do with what my job is. It was more the people that I connected with once I was there.
2: Okay, so that's important because that was a karmic thing you needed to do. You have three yes. sets. six You have three sets of 65 in your birth date, in the year, in your first and last numbers, and then your first and third numbers are all 65. Six and five. Six and five six and five. That's two, two, two. That's a six, which is your master number. So you have completed your, your goal, your role there. So your move should be transitionally speaking smooth, you know, given ups and downs. If she decides to do it, I think that's why she's calling. You can Yeah. By numerology and by the definition of your journeys, you're, you see, what we would have to do, uh, Susan, is we would have to tell you psychically: don't move there, don't go into that position. You're going to break your leg. You're going to get killed. Something's going to happen. We don't see any fatalities right. or accidents there. So you're in an element of an optional. You're you're it's optional, but I would say you could. Okay. So my
0: sense is that she's concerned that there, the fact that she's going back to a district level rather than moving from this job, which is at the state level, up to a higher position, could be detrimental in some way to your career path?
1: No, not necessarily. You're, you're not, I'm not you're really not looking at that? that? No, because I'm 55, and, you know, I've got 10 more years, I think, of working. 55. It, I'm, yeah, I'm not really looking at... Um, I, I just want to be happy in my job okay. or in my I'm employment. Saying, I don't want to say job because that sounds bad. <laughs> that would have been my employment. Only yeah.
0: Yeah. Susan, you're no, going
2: to be. And I, you're, go, ahead.
0: go ahead. She says 55. Is, by the way, her, what?
2: her five and well, five. Well, Susan, is you're going to be 56. Age. That's your inverted, yes, inverted year. year. Yes. You want to be happy. And you're not looking at this age to, at this time in your life, to be promoted to a higher level. Our yes. suggestion is to be happy, but go over to the district.
0: Some people are. I mean, it doesn't, you know, age isn't necessarily no, a factor. I, I mean, but for her it is. Some people at 55 still are, you know, wanting to ascend in their careers. But
2: it,
0: yeah, if you want to move to this job and accept it, it sounds like a good plan.
1: Uh, is there any other question you have about it? Um, you know, I I was just kind of concerned because I've never done, well, I mean, I work with people who do this job <laughs> and, but I don't have like necessarily the, the, the full background that they're expecting. So I just want to make sure that, you know, going through the effort of, of applying and all of that kind of stuff.
0: What's and, the job for instance of time? What exactly would your role be?
1: Um, it would be a special education director.
0: But I thought. I thought she was going to be. I thought that was going to be.
2: Have I you thought been it was offered special the job? Education. Yet? Um, Excuse me. Have you been offered the job yet? Do you have it?
1: No, I haven't even applied. It just came over. Oh, wow.
0: So and you had didn't you at one point think that you might move out of state? Was I thought North I would Michigan, move back Oklahoma? to California. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because exactly I was exciting. so unhappy but, you know, I've, I've made some significant adjustments <laughs> and I've chosen to, you know, focus on what is joyful here, as opposed to oh my gosh, you know, th- this is terrible. And so it's really made a huge difference. And I think getting the new job too, and, and being recognized for my strengths was also helpful
0: confidence Um,
1: yes so and and also that i'm needed here that was really essential because when i moved to california i was absolutely 100 percent needed when i moved there so talk about karma i was like i absolutely needed to be there so but when i moved here my hope was it was going to be the same and that was you know because i usually don't I'm not a super impulsive person. So, for me to make another huge move, it was there was purpose behind it and sometimes I don't even know what that purpose is.
2: Well, so, until I get there. You're going to be t- if you're special yes, it's a special yes. needs students, special needs? Yes. But okay. it's
0: managing program, not teaching, right?
1: Yes, it wouldn't be teaching. I would be working with the teachers and with the administration.
2: And, you're and also
1: assessing kids, pro- probably assessing kids as well. So I, I, get, I do miss the kids. So I do have to say that that's, you know, something that, um, might be pushing me to kind of want to do this too, is I don't get enough of the, you know, I don't have exposure to the kids on that. You know, well, you know here, just here hang here around with a bunch that. of people who have meetings all the time.
2: <laughs> right. Susan, Oklahoma has a weird history. It it was it it was had its large of its origin was, were Indian tribes. So there were a lot of Indians that were displaced in Oklahoma after the. Well, I'm one of them. Movement,
1: so <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually one quarter Native American.
2: So see there you go. Yeah. That's why this is important. The other part of this is that Oklahoma took on a strange category because a lot of blacks migrated over to Oklahoma after the Civil War. To uh, be cowboys, you know, the, the, to right. to start to settle, and so it became a very odd, separate d- d- diversity of, of of you know bigotry and a sense of, of resolving that and going to a different attitude of 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 thought and belief and and um, action you know, as far everything as everything that on those lines. So you have a right. past life. I think your past life was an Indian tribe. That's why I'm mentioning it. I don't usually get okay. into the details of states, but Oklahoma is a rather odd state, and I know a little bit about its history. So what I would say to you is this is detrimental because you're going back from, from the molecules of a past life and a different body and consciousness but one that you've evolved and morphed into in this progressive state of the soul to where you're supposed to be helping these kids and getting in there and doing the job and you're gonna be spectacular at it and you'll see how much you really do are effective. I think it's gonna be a spectacular hopefully, change. Yeah,
1: hopefully she'll get the job. Yeah, so, so okay, so you've really helped me a lot. I think I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna pound out this application and just, you know, leave it up to you, universe. It, it, usually that works to my advantage.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, but I was just kind of wondering happened. if
1: I was on the right path. So you guys are super
2: helpful. You're not only on the right path, you're on a karmic path that is helping you transcend to do even higher work.
0: Right. And, I mean, even if she doesn't get the job in special education, she is in the right place at her, you know. it's right in than special ed California. at the state
1: level. So, yeah, I'm still going to be in special ed, so, um, oh, you, you know, are it's my passion.
2: So yes, you are in special, it is ed special
1: ed at the state level.
2: Oh. Yes. You're going, to, so you're going to get more intimate here. So
0: I don't understand what's different, I guess, about the role is the fact that you're more hands-on, but it sounds like you've been hands-on with children in the
1: past. Yes. What, okay, so at the state level, you're 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 working on programs. Um, mm-hmm. You do you talk to superintendents and special education directors, you um, advise them, uh, you know, on how to follow policies and procedures from the state level and the federal level. Um, and then there's lots of meetings and it's just adults. And um, it's, it's not being with the kids at all. Right, They're not anywhere near children. But in the opinion, and and oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no. That, that's about it, and then the other job is of course, at with a small school district that's nearby, and I would be going from school to school, monitoring what the teachers are doing with the students, ensuring that they're meeting the you know the programmatic requirements, and um, you know, probably going to meetings uh, IEP meetings, different things like that so um, it's it's a lot different because it's not definitely, definitely sitting can. in an office. But
0: in your previous, in your previous, you've
1: been special
0: education prior to these positions. So the special education part isn't what's new about it. That's what I. Yeah. Okay. I got that wrong. Uh, Yeah. I was never
1: a special education teacher. I was a behavior specialist and an RTI specialist. I went into the classrooms and taught teachers, you know, different Mm -hmm. strategies on how to work with children. and um, and then I also supervised staff, so that was my background. And I was also a, a, a school counselor and a mental health therapist in the schools.
0: Well, you're welcome so, for the job. So yeah. I mean, there shouldn't no, be a reason why you
2: wouldn't be it. This more intimate level is going. You're going to. You're you're actually going to get more into the heartbeat of your karma and and the reason you came down and what you're supposed to do and and supposedly these. The, Ten years of, of uh, employment. There are souls there that you're going to be connecting to from a past life, and the attitude is that uh, I don't know what the black or the Indian population is there, or or the minorities or people who are poor or in poverty, but if if there is a certain overall percentage of that, well, good for you. You'll be getting into that yeah. zone, Susan, and you'll be. Um, it, I want to ask you just a quick question. It's common, sure. it's a trite, contrary, very, very cliche question. But do you have any feathers in your house?
1: Feathers? No. Yeah.
2: You, no? No feathers? No. Okay. So the idea is, you're is there a is there still an ample Indian population there, Native American population? Oh yeah. in no, yeah. So you're you're going to be, uh, someone will give you, a child will give you a feather. You're going to get a okay. feather somewhere down the line. And it's going to be a token from a past life.
0: Okay. Okay, lastly, just a question about your living situation, because the home that you had purchased, I remember, had, had a lot of problems. So yes, they in that home and fixing it up?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's a slow process. I ended up with a ruptured disc.
0: <laughs> oh, no. So
1: that laid me up for about six months, so I wasn't able to do anything physical. Um, but that's better. It's improving. Um, and so that's that's the next step. I actually went out yesterday and did yard work and felt really good about it. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's you know, baby steps. So, yeah yeah okay okay well Susan um
0: just let us know what happened awesome
1: I yeah. will thank you guys so much and thank you for remembering me too that's really really cool oh no so. problem you're welcome good luck so thank you many blessings to you both
0: okay you too thank you and you join us on Facebook Maybe she already has. I don't know if she's on our page anyway. She should. If she hasn't, follow our pages. She can find us via our Blog Talk Radio profile and also follow us on Blog Talk Radio. So um, we were talking about what it is to be a good uh, reader, a good, good guy. Yeah, well, a good guide, yeah. but then, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, good, a good subject
2: good is subject, what we transferred is, it into. You are temporarily in a in a relationship that's bond. there's a bond going on, and for that moment in time, the connections could be based upon karma, past life. You've had the reader and the receiver having. It could be based on something absolutely brand new, but somewhere back in in the in the tentacles of time, if you will, that go reach back further and further and further. There might be some ultimate casual connection or even something more serious than that. And if there isn't that's okay because somehow the points meet again or uh, meet for a new time and there's a conversation going on. So that con- that relationship is built very intimately. There there is when when a reader and a subject matter meet and talk it it's, it has to be on ten fingers one of the most intense immediate relationships on the planet. Immediate relationships, you know, you, 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 uh, how, how, in a half hour, what kind of immediate intimate relationships you're really going to have. You know, you talk to somebody on the phone, you deal with somebody in business, um, you're trying to get something solved. But when you're doing a reading in that condensed period of time, you're, you're talking to someone's soul. And destiny.
0: Yeah, there's and a big energy. difference
2: between having a business meeting and
0: doing doing yeah. conducting a reading. I mean obviously, you know, you're getting these ideas of therapy, then you're connecting more with the soul. Yeah, and, you therapists know, there's
2: other people like that counselors have the same uh, level of intimacy and importance. Just yeah. But, but the there's thing a, about but that's just a difference. Dieting. Yes, exactly. When you're when it's reader and a human being a subject matter uh, come into play and they connect. They're, they're, it's one of the most intimate conversations you're ever going to have because you're dealing with a person's soul immediately. I know priests and things like that do it too, rabbis, monks, nuns. But it doesn't, you know, it, we're on a level because it even goes beyond that because it, 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 it means that you're reading someone's ultimate tape of the soul. And it could get into something trivial like, you know, a boyfriend or a house or a job. But still, a good psychic is going to be able to go underneath those layers and decide how to make a proper decision. Some psychics are like, to me, they're like um, carbonated drinks. They're like fast food. They, They don't probe deep and they go, yeah, I see you're getting it. And then that's it. They do a two minute reading. Yeah. No, no, the boy's going to come. The girl's going to come. They're going to get the job. Well,
0: that's what I was, you know, (laughs) on a previous show, we were talking about this being a good reader, being good, good guidance. I said, it's unusual. I said, I made a comment about it being unusual the method in which we structure readings. I've learned from you how to do it. um, But you've been doing it so many years and the validations that you get, are not always obvious. And so it is rare I, I I don't know any other reader that structures readings in that way where there's this trail of clues that lead to an ultimate answer. Yeah. Usually it's more intuitive or, you know, psychic sorting out names. Do you have a you know a Susan in your family or a Mary? Oh, yes. You know, I mean, it's just those kind of readings. Totally different.
2: No, yeah, it's true.
0: And, and they can connect with people from the other side. I'm not saying that that's invalid necessarily, but I'm talking about the depth of getting into a reading and making decisions, helping people make decisions in their life, which is a very important um, role. And, yeah. you know, if you're guiding somebody, you want to make sure you're not guiding them into a fatality. You
2: know, uh... That or some other randy would say, "Well, you know, psychics are—they're just—they're just good guessers," and I don't really believe that there are psychics. They just sort of guess and hunch and say things and connect and put it together. And that's true for many charlatans and phonies and people who have a certain style and they just—or a they have the gift of gab and they can connect things immediately. Um, so there is that level and there is that reality. However, to say that a a predominantly authentic and, and dependable and viable psychic doesn't necessarily they, – they have to sometimes go through a detective work. They have to kind of lead to that. It's like saying to a detective, well, you're a detective. Why don't you just tell us who killed them? Sometimes you have to – because the evaluation of what you're getting – those clues become part of the sequence of events that are all going to be important, because somebody will say they'll start to connect it. Well, well, wait a minute, my, wait a minute, my uncle Bob did give me a bicycle, and then that bicycle, I did have an accident on it, you're right. See, and so there's a string of events that are compiled beyond just creative coincidence. But let's talk
0: about really the subject matter at hand, which is being a good subject, because oftentimes it's difficult for a person to get off, to get out of their space, their mental space uh, regarding what the reading should consist of and or their question that is at hand, you know? So a psychic starts to ask questions that seem completely unrelated and they're unable to make any type of connection because they're so focused on what's, there's the subject matter at hand. And so it makes it difficult for a reader. Another another thing we, we hear so many times you know, any question can be asked about a person in the past, or an event that happened, or you know, did someone have a bird? Or blah, blah blah. Anyway, the person will say, "Oh yeah, but that was 20 years ago." <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, okay, we're talking about you know life on a linear level, but we're also talking about the soul's journey, and so 20 years really is nothing in in terms of of you know, that's a blip of time in terms of the yeah. span of a as well, journey true. on the
2: planet. You can mark things on a linear level. Um, but we tend to look at things on a circular level, like or the, the absolute value of zero, being that it's connected. It's all connected. Whether you're going back 10 years, a year, a day, a lifetime, previous lifetimes or you're jumping ahead into the future where things haven't focused yet, haven't come into fruition yet. It's all, if it's all within that kind of, uh, like, um, um, what's her name? Um, what was it Joni Mitchell or Judy Collins about the merry-go-round, mar- the mar- around that merry-go-round. That Circle uh, game. Yeah. It, I don't know. But it's, she... but it's not a game. Circle game? Is that what you're it's talking not, about? Uh, Something along that line. It's well that it's, was a I mean, it is a game. But life is a game, okay, all the metaphors. But th- when you get into the idea that we do return to our origins, dust to dust. And as we age we become infantile again, feeble and then finally bedridden. Just like a baby. Sounds, we return to our origins. Sounds and wonderful. then in, in that attitude of dust to dust. But the soul moves forward. And that soul carries information, coded information, that a good psychic would be foolish to not look at. Because there's got to be an idea of how things happen. You know, uh, recently, tragically, in the movie School of Rock, the, the kid that played the drummer was killed
0: yeah, no, riding, his bicycle. riding his bicycle. Interestingly, just let me interject quickly. He was uh, 32.5. I can't remember his birthday. I think it was 8183 eight or something. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it was. Uh, was it no, it was 88. It was eight three eighty eight or something. Anyway, I don't remember, but he had an 11 going on. But he died at 32. He was um, about six months <laughs> shy of his his. His 33rd birthday and yeah. his karmic
2: number is 32. So and he had just performed live at some, you know, at some stadium or something. He's trying to get his band together now. He's performing dead. And, Sorry, uh, Bad yeah. joke. but uh, and people would say that he was a really kind soul and everybody's mourning his death, Jack Black included. But you see, what now here's a Here's a, a young man, an adult now, who uh, gets killed on a bicycle. Now, how do you see that? Where is that coming? They said it was a very dangerous intersection. And obviously, you know, he must have run his bike and a car zoomed and hit him hard. Probably that's what happened. But, again, when we look at those destiny factors, and we don't necessarily see them in the birth date, then a good psychic has to go into the soul. It, just like we were saying to Susan, you know, if it, if you make a move, is it going to be dangerous? It had a good psychic spoken to him and said, "Don't ride your bicycle that day," you know. But if there, if destiny is overwhelming, well, if it's, it's a wave that's be... going to hit the shore, no matter what you're going yeah. to do, it's going to hit. Then it's going to hit. But again, we're dealing with that. We we all. At that moment of the funeral, everyone says, you know, you never know when someone's going to be taken. Live each day. Appreciate each day. You don't know how long you're going to be here. And some people are wise enough to say it even without tragedy uh, confronting them. But it's important because every day is an eternity. Every day is the composite composition and composite energy of an entire lifetime. We live an entire lifetime every day that we're alive. So when you're looking at at portions of every day that has made up your life, they are all part of the organism. They're all part of the energy. You can't neglect one because you have a predominant interest in, in the other. So, you know when you're looking when you're getting serious about doing a reading and you're you've transcended all this foolishness about guessing and you know hoping something's going to connect and you're really on a really authentic line of investigation then a good subject matter will appreciate that and not take it as a joke you know as as a guessing game i remember uh i set up something i was doing a party some big wigs at, in the in the studio department about a bunch of big producers oh, thought definitely. it would be fun to contact Betty Davis at, at what a house she used to live at. So I uh, they asked me to come and be the psychic that would channel Betty Davis. Now I thought channeling Betty Davis was ridiculous. When I got there, I thought this has been most nonsense. They were all dressed up like the wrong 20s. With everybody was in, was in costume, and um, I, they wanted me to do a reading. A group reading, so I purposely, on purpose, fouled up, made a fool of myself on purpose and acted like Don Knox, like I was really nervous about making all these mistakes, and they were laughing and heckling and having a good time, but everything I said I knew was connecting to the man who was sitting behind me, and so at the point at which everyone was howling with laughter... My because
0: you were asking, you were asking various people in the room if these these connections you were making fit, yeah. and they yeah. were saying, oh, it's "No, ridiculous.
2: no, no, no!" And you know, I was I was purposely making a fool of myself on purpose so, to to elevate the laughter, and well, and, and the drama
0: around. of how it how yeah,
2: how you turned, yeah. The whole and I suddenly turned around to the guy behind me, and I said. Yeah, but everything applies to you, doesn't it? And the whole thing was side. more dramatic than that the way you said dramatics. it, yes. I'm not going to yeah. get into details. It was That's a lot that. more dramatic. And then I proceeded to do a reading with certain members of the audience and they were just quiet after that. So, when you get into the idea that you know, yes, there's a level of 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 foolishness and in just the nonsense that some psychics just guess. I remember watching a John Edward show and uh, he could, he was saying a name and no one in the audience of about 70 people connected with the names. And one of the producers or somebody ran out into the street and, and finally captured somebody off the street, knew that name and dragged him into the studio. Now, oh boy, maybe, 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 because it did, you know, John Edwards was able to maneuver around the, the, the mistakes and connect to this guy and say some significant things. So it, it did all turn out, at least in the editing of the show, it turned out to be somewhat authentic, but again, and I'm not putting down John Edward. I don't know anything about him. John much, Edwards, John Edwards, but, uh, there is definitely, I know. I like to think of Peter Falk. I, uh, well, as a psychic, I, I identify with Peter Falk in Colombo. There's an attitude of saying these small details that seem rather foolish, but they're all pertinent. Right. So that's... when you have, when you already know the conclusion, and you're setting up the stage for pertinent evidence to take place, that seems to be unrelated to the. Actual well,
0: what, and, 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 and unfortunately, what can happen in a reading is if a, if a client or subject is not connecting with the hits that the psychic is making, it, it, it does mislead the psychic. That's difficult because you get on the wrong path. And then, you know, <laughs> halfway into the reading, you realize what was said 15 minutes prior was valid. Yeah. And then you have to retrace your steps and, uh, and, and start from that point again.
2: Yeah, so it makes it difficult for the there psychic. Is, there is a certain, I don't know, I guess some people come to a reading with, with already a history of doing readings. They Sometimes. Get it, they understand. Some people are brand new and they're simply amazed from the get-go. Others well, some are, people
0: well there's there's some people that just naturally work well with readers. Yeah. I mean, we had a person on the show last time uh, suzanne Suzanne, who I don't think has done many readings, but she was really, really good at connecting with with the clues and there are people that have done lots of readings and they aren't good at connecting you know so, i'
2: in my lifetime, I've been able to do readings with police officers and judges and People in the courts and stuff like that, and um, I I will say that in doing some readings with some detectives, in my recollection, they worked very well. Yeah, I understood they would the premise, and it was exciting to work with them because there was a meeting of the minds. Because I would say something that would seem rather foolish, and they would go, "Well, that." that makes sense.
0: Yeah, because they have the, it's a similar energy.
2: Yeah, I remember once yeah. still so during a meeting with a detective, we're trying to find this killer, and I just kept saying, we oh, I'm seeing a lot of clowns. And he started laughing. And I thought, it was oh, John
0: Wayne Gacy. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe
2: it was your uh, cousin, yeah, yeah, your yeah. clown painter cousin. <laughs> well, well he started laughing and um, I thought, oh boy, he's you know, he thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> and um, and and then I mentioned more specific points of reference towards this clown, and he was laughing harder. And I thought, oh boy, he's gonna he's gonna get up and walk out of here. And I said, "Funny," he said, "Why are you laughing? He goes, "Because the, the 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 person we're investigating collects clowns." And I said, "Oh, weird. Clowns are creepy." Yeah. He says he's a big clown collector he doesn't dress up like a clown, but he's he but we he's under investigation and this is confidential, but he is a big clown collector. Can you tell me something more about him and then we proceeded on um and then after that they put me in handcuffs, and I was in jail um okay but uh uh-huh. the uh idea that there is there there is sometimes there's an immediacy oh yeah you'll get that house oh yeah you're going to get the boyfriend there's an immediacy and that happens often at least 50 percent of the time and then other times there's a sort of journey and i like the journeys more than the immediacy because the journeys are exciting to me they're they're, they're if you become inquisitive and you start to understand the elements And if you're a good psychic, you start to piece things together in terms of a sequence of someone's life and what's happening. And if there's something connected to the code of their birth date, uh, then you can analyze what that number really means. Is it positive? Is it negative? How much turmoil is in that number? And how much blessing is in that number? So so the numbers start to fill up with information. Because not every one is going to be the same. Not every two is going to be the same in a person's birth date, according to history. So, though thematically, if though there's
0: there is commonalities.
2: Yeah. Even with Susan, she's probably not listening. No, to that. she's not. Uh, she may be listening. You know, on we talked about the, the American tribes, uh, the Native American tribes in Oklahoma. And I, I knew in the back of my mind what's going on, but she later said, well, I'm part. Native American. I don't know. I can't remember what percentage she said. Huh? What percentage she said. Quarter. Quarter. Um, too bad it wasn't a nickel because that would have been yeah, a buffalo, would have been a buffalo
0: right. nickel. Right.
2: Uh, but, uh, you know, there it is. It, 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 these things happen. And um, that's the exciting thing about the evolving sense of a reading and how it penetrates into something that is not phony, but very real and is a progressive story behind it. So in my estimation, I like to build a reading like a narration, like a story that moves forward when you have time to do it a half hour, hour, when you have time to really get into a reading and you go through, you have, you have the leisure time to go through a person's existence and you're tapping things and moving along like you're relating a movie. Very interesting. It, it, if you're tapped into it and you have that ability, which brings up the communication of the third eye, um, the sixth chakra, which it gathers that information. It's like a breathing. It's like your nostrils. It, your third eye takes in the energy of a person. And and then the, the stage darkens. The, the projection on the screen comes into the third eye, and you start to see a movement being played in relation to a person's life. I mean, that's how I do it. It just opens up. So I've learned since I was a kid to clean my third eye, make sure it's operating, and use it as not just an imaginative element. We all have imagination and visualizations, but as something that's very real, a real movie for the third eye to, 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 to put out that is actually connected to real events. Yeah, I and
0: mean, I, I in our third eye or in my third eye exercise work that I've been doing lately, um, you know, not only looking at a wall, but at the same time trying to connect with your thought pattern. Um with <laughs> you have to kind of go back and forth between, you know, the visualization of what you're seeing on the wall and then trying to get into the idea of reading someone's thoughts. So um as, a, as someone developing the skills of being a psychic. You know, it's, there's a lot of different compartments. It's true. To uh, but,
2: you know, it's, it's very easy to comprehend. A baby hears sounds coming out of a person's mouth. And pretty soon it's just sounds, and then pretty soon the sounds are connected to words, the words are connected to images, and you formulate a word to a subject and the baby starts slowly and slowly, slowly developing a language, sentences, even commas and pauses, even sometimes using words in different ways that are imaginative but applicable. the so same thing with the third eye. The third eye has to learn the language of energy. It, it sees an energy form, even if you're not aware of it, it absorbs it and then it slowly constructs a language of authenticity Based upon the energy source that it's receiving, and it becomes a language. And then it obviously, as you get better, it becomes accurate. Yeah, but That's those true. those are those are strong um, zones of, of energy within the com- communication of the third eye. And so, when Krista mentions the wall, uh, w- what in training and in practice walls are terrific to look at because they project images you can actually see images if we're doing a reading in person with somebody um during the reading i might say oh turn around look at that wall and tell me if you see an image there tell me if you see something an image there and then tell me if it moves if it's animated the person will turn around probably about 80 percent of the times they say yeah I, i i see i see something on the wall it's like a white it human form, but it almost also it also looks kind of like an angel. It's got wings. Sometimes they describe it in different ways. Um, and and then there and then I say now look at me. They look at me and they see me morph. And they go, what's going on?
0: Well, that's you know a good point to bring up because if someone is in a reading and their third eye is activated, it's only going to enhance the communication between the reader and the and yep. person
2: that's being read. It does. And it seems to affect a person's energy after they leave a reading. Uh, they're, they're kind of buzzed for a while. And start, strange things start to happen. You know, gee, like we were talking about the feather. Gee, in the reading. Gee, you, we were talking about a feather in the reading. Well, when I got home, there was a feather on the kitchen table. I don't know how it got there. Wow. I go, yeah, you see, did you know that was going to be there? I go, no. Wow. I, I mean, that's pretty weird. Yeah. Well, it is pretty weird, but in the astral realm, I don't know what, it, what weird means. It's normal. It just happens. Things happen. Um, and and so, you know, when, when you have that higher elevated sense of, uh, of awareness. I sometimes I like to do readings, you know, the wife says to the husband, Oh, you gotta do a reading. Oh, I'm not doing a reading. Just just try it. Oh no oh God. All right. So the guy I remember doing a reading with this obnoxious guy once and he's gone, No, no. And then suddenly I started to feel a connection. I, I started to feel a buzz. And I started asking questions. Yeah, okay, okay, I'll hand you that. I know somebody by that name. And then I give more details about the person. I go, yeah, okay, that, that's true. That's that's a little weird. I'll admit that's a little weird. And then it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And by the time the reading's over, an hour later, whatever, the person going, wow, <laughs> that, that was interesting. They usually say that with their non-believers. That was interesting. interesting. That was very interesting. That was very, I, no, I enjoyed myself. That was interesting. <laughs> so, you know, but it changed them. It gave them a different perspective. And, um, and now uh, sometimes I'll say, well, in review, you think it was guessing? No, no, you weren't guessing. No, you came up with some specific stuff. Uh, uh, no, I appreciate it got something there and then they walk away never see him again but but it it probably changes them a little bit because somewhere in a person's soul in all of our souls whether we're atheists or non-believers or agnostic there's something in our soul that has to connect with the absolute reality because souls come from the absolute reality and if it's fused with something that is prejudicial or not believing in the consciousness of one's immediate existence, fine. But underneath, we're, none of us are atheists. We're all aware of a higher being, all of us. And that awareness sometimes comes in after the curtains of the Christian yes, So, you know, so when we get into these discussions, um, what is the what What is the art of a reading? What is the architecture of a reading? The art frame, the, the composition. How does it evolve? And is there an art to doing a reading aside from just being initially psychic and Well,
0: yeah, and I was going to say that you know not all psychics really are connecting to uh, necessarily, you know, they're they may have some sense of spirituality on a, on a vague level, but there's not a real core relationship with God and a belief in God. It's more abstract and not um, a solid foundation. And you don't have to be a believer in God to be a psychic, you know?
2: No, (laughs) but you know, some things are beyond our control. Look at the, Look at the aspect, the mechanics of conception. You have millions and billions of sperm that are all wiggling around, and then suddenly uh. one penetrates the parameter of an egg. One. And then it's got to go through the, the outline, the, the casing, whatever it is it's called, and then it penetrates. But it's that one part out of a billion, that makes the miracle work and life begins. Sometimes in the of a reading, I will be doing a horrible job. And then suddenly one thing, I stick with it, and one thing comes in. And from that one thing comes in, the all of the errors are erased immediately. So sometimes you have to discard energy in a reading. And this is all due to the principle of, uh, if you will, the conception of a reading. Even if a doctor says to uh, their patient, no, you're so fertile, you know, we'll try everything, we'll just keep working, and then suddenly it works. So there's sometimes even, not only in the medical field, but in the psychic field, the persistence of an idea. John Edwards, I know, does that. He I've heard watched him enough to hear him say, I'm I'm not giving up, I'm gonna find it. And people like Randy, who is a skeptic, would be laughing at that, going, Yeah, eventually, John, you're gonna find something. If you dig deep enough, you'll find the connection, sure. And he's laughing all the way. No one ever took his immediate test. He offered everybody until, including Sylvia Brown to take a test. Take my test and I'll take it. it. You well, I'll your get you abilities. Inbox, yeah. If you're correct, took okay. it. Well in fairness, in all fairness, psychics don't need to be intimidated or challenged at that expect Maybe, maybe if they were Sydney or Mar or somebody, or Rasputin, they would. But uh, you know, I don't know. It doesn't. You don't have to meet a challenge. A good psychic doesn't need to be challenged. A good psychic does their job, and if they're authentic, then they move with the art, the architecture of a reading just like somebody building a house saying, well, that's just the framework. Yeah, but, where, but where's the walls? Where, where's, the, where's the ceiling? Well, that, We'll get to that later. So everything has a certain creative development in a reading. I think that uh, is important in terms of your asking, what is the attitude of a reader and their helper, who is actually the subject matter, because they are the helper in the reading, they do help the reader build. You got have one. You can't have one without the other. Another marriage.
0: That's right. Well, we've reached the end of the show, and uh, it's Memorial Day weekend. Hooray!
2: Well, well remember yes. all those. Yes, stories. that's
0: we. Yeah, you have to focus on that, not barbecues and
2: voting. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a celebration of life, but it it's is, you know, but it's yeah, those
0: sacrifice it, their Exactly. That's that's the real meaning of the holiday. Hopefully we can keep that in mind. And uh we hope everyone stays stays safe and uh we're back on the air on Wednesday, nine AM Pacific, twelve PM Eastern. So have a good weekend everybody. Bye.